Hilchus Mezuzah, Perik Shishi Alocha Aleph. Asar Tanan Yeshua Bayas, there are ten conditions a house must have. Achach Ischayim Hador Berlasis Lemezuzah. Only then will the person obligated there be required to affix a mezuzah. If one of these conditions is missing, then there's no obligation for mezuzah. These are the ten conditions. The house has to be at least four amas square. It has to have two doorposts. It has to have a lintel. It has to have a roof. It has to have the, 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 the doorpost. The dwelling has to have uh, doors. And the, the entrance has to be at least 10 tvachim high, 10 hamburgers high. Via the house has to be mundane, not consecrated, not like a base of English, for example. Via Adam has to be meant for the purpose of a person living there. But also the dearest covet and meant to be living there in a dignified fashion. But also the dearest kavan, it's meant to be lived permanently. Of course, the Rabbim will now specify and explain each one of these conditions. A house that does not have four cubits square, part of is not obligated to have mezuzah because it's not large enough to live normally. Uh, a cubit is 48 centimeters. If it's possible to have that space, four amas or four amas in that area, even though it is uh, circular or it has five corners, uh, needless to say, if it was longer than it was wide, so for example, it was not four amas by four amas, it was three amas by twenty amas. So it's, it, the area is larger, much larger than four amas by four amas, sixteen amas square. Since you can technically speaking put four amas by four amas in that space, it requires a mezuzah because in the you know as long as it has the mathematical area of sixteen square amas, that's how most of the Learn Peshat in the Rambam. Other people say no, the Rambam um, requires that there be an actual area of four amas square in the house. It's just that it's not exactly square. It's it's round or it's a, it's, it's longer one way than the other way. But it's such a, uh, whatever the case is, there are those who want to learn understand the Rambam. The Rambam agrees, for example, that a house that was three amas by 20 amas does not require a mezuzah. Um, but that's not the general understanding. Halacha Gimel. Achsadra, an exedra, which is like a Roman Greek style porch, um, which uh, has three walls and, and and a roof, and there's pillars that look like almost like they could be doorposts at either far end of the first uh, of the first uh, first few few inches of the entrance. Vesikra has three walls and a roof. Even though it has two pillars in the fourth on the fourth side, it's not obligated to mezuzah because the pillars are intended to support the roof, not not for doorposts. Similarly, a roof which has no walls at all is just supported by uh, pillars. It's supported by pillars on all sides. Even though. It's shaped like a house. Petura is part of a mezuzah. The fishayin mezuzah doesn't have any doorposts. Again, don't be, don't be confused with you. The word mezuzah can be a doorpost. It also can mean the scroll you put in the mezuzah. So it doesn't. Ha- the fishayin mezuzah it has no doorposts. Even though it has these pillars, which look like doorposts. These pillars are meant to support the roof. They're not meant to be doorposts for any kind of entranceway per se. So they don't serve the purpose of the entrance. They serve the purpose of the roof. A house which has two doorposts on either side, 
and a archway like a bow, a, like a rainbow. Like a, uh, excuse me, like a bow of a bow and on top of the on top of the doorposts. in place of a lintel. So is it required a mezuzah to have mezuzah? So if the doorposts have are ten amas tall or more, it's required to have mezuzah uh, because they has ten a uh, ten tefachim in each doorpost. So they're considered proper doorposts. And the lintel is considered, excuse me, the archway is considered a lintel. If they're not ten tefachim tall, so they're very short, short doorposts with a tall arch over them. In that case, turn, there's no requirement to have mezuzah. If it does not have a lintel, since the doorposts are less than ten tefachim tall, which in itself may, may, may exempt the house from mezuzah, but the fact is, is that... Um, because they're so short, the archway is considered as part of the doorposts, so it's one big uh, archway, mean, meaning it's one large uh, upside-down U-shaped doorpost with no lintel, and therefore there's no, if there's no lintel, it's not high from mezuzah. Hey, a house which has no roof, is not obligated in mezuzah. If it was partially roofed, partially open, partially unroofed, Yudarli, it seems to me, the Ramam says, but when the Ramam says Yudarli, it seems to me, it means there's no explicit source in the Gemara, but it's the Ramam's understanding. If the covered part was close to the entranceway of the house, the, the, the door in question, it's obligated to have a mezuzah. And the, the assumption is, the Pashtus, that that area with the, with the roofed area near the door has to be at least four Amis square. Uh, the door should be attached first. Afterwards, you would affix the mezuzah to the house. The Ram is saying this in the final detail of this halacha that the halacha is according to the Ram, a door, the door has to have a door to be chayiv in mezuzah, and the doors have to be attached first. Uh, if the, if the uh, mezuzah is put on before the doors, doors, doors are attached, that's a problem. Uh, we said in the first part of the halacha that a, a, a house without a, without a roof is not chayiv mezuzah. Should be noted that an area normally without a roof, for example, an open a city, for example, that's a walled city, or a courtyard that nor, that, that it's normal not to have a roof, uh, that entranceway does require a mezuzah. It's only a house that's supposed to have a roof, which does not have a roof that's not required in a mezuzah. Halachah of Harabayis, the Temple Mount, Valishkais, Vazaris, and its chambers and its courtyards, but the excuse about the Russians, as well as shuls and houses of study. Excuse me. Which do not have a a uh, a uh, apartment like a, a living place in in those buildings. Uh, the part of mezuzah since they are holy. We said that uh, a consecrated place does not require mezuzah. The synagogues in the small villages, which usually have like a a place an apartment for guests to live there, because the small villages not always is there space for the guests. High mezuzah must have mezuzah because people live there. Based on the shuls in the large cities, which don't normally have an apartment, if they did have an apartment, it's also in mezuzah. All the gates in the base of Mikdash, did not have mezuzahs because, again, the Mikdash is holy uh, and therefore it's not required to have mezuzah. The exception being the gate of Nicanor. Which is the uh, the gate at the entrance to the Azar on the eastern side? As we'll discuss in Hilchas in Hilchas and the gates that are inside that one, and the gate that was the chamber of the for the chamber of the Parhedrin. The chamber of the Parhedrin was where the Kohen Gadol would would uh, um, 
uh, uh, go to before Yom Kippur for seven days in order to prepare. Uh, since it was a place for the king God to live during the seven days of Rosh Hashanah before Yom Kippur, excuse me therefore that entrance to that chamber as well as the chambers leading to it starting with the gate of Nicanor all had to have a mezuzah the question is why is the gates outside the gate of Nicanor not, not need to have a mezuzah um, if they lead to they lead to the chamber of the Parhedrin eventually just like the gate of Nicanor does so the outer chambers of the Temple Mount should have to have a mezuzah for that same reason uh, the, some of them are asked this question and they are at loss to give an explanation. Halacha Zayin. Beis HaTevin, a house to store straw. Beis HaBakr, a barn. Beis HaEitzim, a uh, storage for wood. Beis HaEitzim, or any other kind of storage room, like a pantry closet, for example, even if it's large. Purim and mezuzah are not obligated to having a mezuzah. Shneem HaVesecha, it says in your houses, Beis HaMiuchad Lacha, a house to set aside for you, Designated for you, which excludes these which are not meant for, 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 for human usage and human dwelling. They're just storage. And therefore, Refesh Abakar, a barn, where the women spend time there and they adorn themselves there. It's used as a dressing room as well. You know, lack of space. So the barn and the dressing room for the women is apparently sometimes shared. Has to have a mezuzah because it's designated for, for human being dwelling. Base Shar. A, a guardhouse, achsadra, in exedra, as we said earlier, over feses, a porch, vagina, a garden, vadir, and a uh, corral for animals. Peturma mezuzah did not require mezuzah. They're not meant for human dwelling. However, if there was a house open into one of these areas, then uh, it's, it's required to uh, have a mezuzah. So if the gates on one of these uh, types of structures uh, opens up into a uh, another structure which is for human dwelling then these places do require mezuzah because they are an entranceway so to speak to the human dwelling area whether it's a gate to a courtyard or a gate to an alley or the gates of to cities and towns they all have to have mezuzah because they open to uh uh, or, or open to them are houses which require mezuzah. So they are, they are considered all entranceways to the house. Filah Sarabat means 10 structures or 10 entranceways in this context. Zeb one open to the other. Zeb one open to the other. Since the innermost one is Chayav Mezuzah, they all have to have mezuzah. Because this, Chacham said, a gate which opens up from a garden to a courtyard, Chayav Mezuzah is required to have mezuzah because the courtyard is an area where people dwell. Halacha test. Beis Hakisei a bathroom. Beis Hamechat a bathhouse. Beis Hatvila a place where you toivel a mikvah. Beis Haburskiri or a tannery with a menig leather. Here it's a ben. Similar places like this. Pirim mezuzah. Not requirement mezuzah. Pishin the fishayin and shulias covered. They're not a place which a person dwells in an honorable fashion. A tannery, even though a person spends a lot of time there, and works there because feces is used in the process of making leather. It's not considered an honorable place for a person to be. Sukkah's chag b'chag, a sukkah, a booth, used on the holiday of sukkahs, on the holiday of sukkahs, as opposed to all year round, where uh, a person lives in a, in a sukkah all year round, it requires mezuzah. Ba'ayi a house on a, in, on a boat. Petum mezuzah, not require mezuzah. The fisha in the sun is not considered a place where a person lives constantly. Shtei sukkahs shal the two booths of a, of a uh, uh, craftsman, a potter, who, who makes uh, clay into, clay into, into, into uh, vessels. One inside the other. Apparently, the, the common practice in times of the Gemara was that the potter would have two like two houses, two uh, rooms. One was the inner one where he le- where he lived and stored his 
his his his uh, clay and his pots. The other one was the outer room where he would uh, work and display and sell his wares. So in that case, the outer one is part of a mezuzah. The fish in a is not a permanent structure. In other words, even though it's an entranceway to the inner room, because it's not considered a permanent structure the way it was made, uh, <clears throat> therefore, it's part of a mezuzah. And the stores in the marketplace, the stalls in the marketplace, uh, are part of a mezuzah. They're not, they're not established place uses dwelling. And the assumption over here is that is that we're talking about a fair where the, all year round when it's not the time of the fair no one uses those storeways those entranceways those, those storefronts they're, they're vacant most of the year except for when it's uh, market time, marketplace season so therefore they're part of mezuzah a house has many entrances many doorways even though only one of them is the primary one that's normally used you must nevertheless put a mezuzah on every doorway a small door, doorway between the house and the uh, the second floor, the apartment on top of the loft. Chayav mezuzah must have mezuzah. Now, why would would you think otherwise? Possibly, the Rambam is referring to a door that's horizontal, so it's like an opening in the ceiling, and that type of doorway requires mezuzah as well. As well, according to the Rambam, at least. Cheder shall buy a room in the house. Afilu cheder becheder, even a room inside another room. Chayav lasses mezuzah al shar cheder pnimi. You have to make a mezuzah on the innermost doorway to the room. Val shar at cheder chitzin on the and on the outermost doorway, uh, uh, outermost room. Val shar bias and on the gateway to the house. So kunal yosunadir kavu and they're all made for the purpose of, of 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 noble dwelling and permanent structure. A person who has a house attached to a shul or base medrash. And, and uh, there's a doorway between his house and the shoulder based medrash. He usually frequently goes in and out through that door to, the, to, to and from the shul. Chayav mezuzah has to have mezuzah, even though a shul does not require mezuzah, as we said. Uh, but because attached to, his, attached to his house, it makes it significant enough to have mezuzah in terms of a personal dwelling. Pesach Shebein Be'eshnei a doorway between two different houses or two different rooms for that matter. So which side of the door do you put the uh, you put the mezuzah. In other words, we're not, talking, not, not talking about right and left necessarily. We're talking about here about uh, which side of the doorway do you put the mezuzah? Is it in the innermost entrance or the outermost part of the entrance? So Ram says, You go after the uh, the hinge of the door. The part of the side of the door you see the hinge. That's where you put the mezuzah as well. So it's that that side. Uh, uh, into which the door opens, in other words, if the door, if the door, door, door opens into the room, so you put the mezuzah on the side where, when the door is closed, you can still see the mezuzah. You don't put the mezuzah on the side where you cannot see it when the door is closed. So that side where, when the door is closed, you see the hinges, that's the side where you should also be able to see the mezuzah when the door is closed. Correction, the Rambam actually over here may be using this as ways to determine as, as well which side of the doorpost is called the right side. So you use the side where you can see the hinges as a way to determine that that is the side uh, where you can see the hinge when the door closes, closes that side you should be able to face that, that the doorway and see, see the mezuzah on the right side where do you put the mezuzah? at the in the, uh, the hollow, the, the space of the doorway, it's in the innermost, the tefach, the handbreadth, most close to the outside. At the beginning of the top third, so if it's six feet high, 
that's uh, two feet, or let's say it's nine feet high. So uh, at the at the bottom of the top three feet, just above six feet. If he puts it higher than that, provided that it's at least one hand but away from the lintel. It has to be placed on the right hand as you enter the house. But on the left side, it's invalid. A house belonging to partners does require a mezuzah. It's an obligation by every single person constantly, uh, male, female, uh, and every moment of the day. Whenever a person enters or leaves, he will encounter Hashem's unity in the mezuzah. Remember love for him, which is the purpose of the book of Ava, to all the mitzvahs, which are reminders of Hashem constantly and, uh, and uh, increase our love for Hashem. And he'll wake up from his from his uh, sleep, and and his his uh, obsessive pursuits. The vanities of the time. And he will remember. He'll know. Nothing lasts forever. Except for knowledge of Hashem. Immediately he will go back to his common sense, come to his senses, and go back in the correct in the correct path. The earlier Chum told us. Whoever has tefillin on his arm and his and his head. Titus on his garment. on his doorway. He will. He is uh, assured. He will not sin. Of course, he has free choice, but he's assured that uh, that he will be motivated not to sin. He has many many reminders about Hashem. These are the angels which, so to speak, prevent him from from uh, from doing avaris. The angels of Hashem camps around those who fear him and protects them. Uh, Blessed is Hashem, the Russell one who offers assistance. Now, the Rambam usually writes this at the end of a set of halachas. He does not write at the end of Hilchah's Tefillin, because Tefillin goes into Hilchah's Zuzah. They write that at the end of Hilchah's Zuzah, even though we go into Sefer Teirah, we're not finished yet, as indicated by the number of the Prakim. After Perak Vav comes the Sefer Teirah, but it's not Perak Aleph, it's Perak Zion. So perhaps the, Rambam, the explanation is, as it says in the Kutah Sichas, that um, the mitzvahs of Tefillin and Mezuzah, excuse me, Tefillin and Tzitzis, are in them in of, in of themselves. They are uh, uh, the content is to remind the person. Excuse me. The, the purpose of the mitzvah has whatever purpose it is, and it, it has to speak. And that impact of the mitzvah, that its benefit, so to speak, is that it causes the person to remember Hashem. The mezuzah, however, the the whole purpose of the mitzvah is purely for the sake of reminding a person about Hashem. So here's an appropriate place to add the words to thank Hashem for giving us assistance. That is also why this concept of having tefillin and tzitzis and mezuzah. Is most appropriate in Hilchas Mezuzah rather than Hilchas Tefillin and Hilchas Tzitzis, even though all three are coming to get, come together over here for this teaching about these these reminders. Because again, it's the Mezuzah primarily that has this impact of being its sole purpose of the mitzvah being to remind us about Hashem.